Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. I gave you the power. I have the power! power. What's that from uh, He-Man? The power from who? He-Man power. Let me look it up. Herman. Who's who's Herman? What, He-Man? Do you ever watch He-Man? A long time ago. Oh my god. He-Man power. By the power of what? Grayskull? No. Yes. By the power of Grayskull? I think that's what he says. I'm totally power sword. His magic sword. Yeah, so he says, by the power of Grayskull. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> Who cares about He-Man? I'm good. How are you? I'm going to try to, like, be awake for this. This will be great. We got this. We can just get down to the nitty-gritty if you want. We can chat on the way. Yes, let's do that. Let's welcome everyone to this episode of Squintcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Brittany. And, and hello. Hello. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. We have arrived. This is excellent. I'm a little out of it today. I'm out of it. I've been out of it for, like, weeks, Oh, same. like. I'm just for like at least a week discombobulated like crazy Same. I just feel like foggy I'm exhausted all the time <sighs> it's tiring just being tired all the time you know so yeah it, honestly is it the weather or like it could the time be, of year yeah. because I'm the same like the fact that it's so yeah. dark early yeah yeah like I was at work today was good but yesterday I was like I could barely focus at work. I was like, oh. oh, well, you're also not only the weather, the time change, blah, 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 but you're also like starting work, which is like hell after not yeah. working for so long or not it's, doing office work. It's for so been, long. yeah, well, I, because I haven't been at work, like I haven't been in an office for such a long time. Mark just dropped me off a Diet Coke to assist me with my, uh, cheers. It's a two liter bottle. I'm drinking. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> my Coca-Cola on ice. Love it. Ooh, in a mason jar. In a mason jar. Yeah, honestly, like the transition. Because all to my work, glasses are dirty. Okay. That's why. <laughs> but it looks cool. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have just thought that that's how you want to drink it. <laughs> yeah, Go going on. back to work is awesome. I like it's been a transition, but like I do like my job. So it's been good. Just like I miss Wayne like crazy. So like the first week I was back, I like barely worked because I was constantly checking the daycare app to like see if there was updates. Oh my God. But now I realize like I think now these guys have no mercy. So I have quite a bit of work to do. <laughs> so no, now my day waiting. is just busy. They've been waiting oh, yeah. for you to come back. I bet. <clears throat> Everyone's like, oh, we're so glad you're back. We missed you. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, like that's really nice of you to say, but you didn't miss me. No, it was no, you like, that I don't do the work. <laughs> we need a body in the seat. We need like heat and movement and action. Yes. I don't care who you are. We just need you to do the work. Just work. 
<laughs> the whip is coming out. It's like ah! I can. I'm thinking of that like Britney Spears music video where she's like, "What's it called? It's work." It, you better work. She's bitch. like, "You better work, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Hold yeah, on. work's not like that. We're actually in a brand new office, brand new everything. Like I have a brand new desk. It goes up and down electronically, which is so cool. It's the little things, Kelly. This is my back to work theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yeah! Hot body. Oh, Bugatti. Maserati. You better work, bitch. All right, that's enough there, Britney, oh, Britney Simmer Spears. down. We're not going to talk about Britney Spears on this episode. Simmer down. Podcast. Oh, Britney. Poor Britney. Poor Britney. Leave She's Britney got a lot going alone. on. <laughs> oh, my God. How have you been? Like I said, uh, discombobulated, <laughs> exhausted. Minus that. So tired <laughs> of being tired. Uh, you know, trying you to. You were doing like, a lot, though. Work and take it easy at the same time yeah well you like i should have done some work today but i called in sick quote unquote and i stayed home and i was like sitting on the couch (laughs) you need a personal day you've had like an insane couple weeks no but i was like i had so many plans today to do things and then i was like all of a sudden it was like four o'clock and it was dark (laughs) and i was like what's going on what day is it ah you know please tell me you at least watched like a good show or like took a nap i should have taken a nap i watch i'm watching like just a filler show you know those shows you just watch because they're like easy yes sort of non-committal are you watching blockbuster no should i it's so bad kelly it's so bad really i love the actors that are in that show but it's like and i know it's supposed to be cheesy but it's like too cheesy like it's just too much (laughs) too cheesy with randall park really i know i like him yeah so do i honestly i like him i like melissa fumero i think her last name is yeah, she's she from was, Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Yeah, which I loved. I was obsessed with that show. Big fan. But yeah, this show just is not getting off its feet for me. Oh, that's too bad. Here it is. It's on Netflix. Feel good workplace comedy. Did you ever watch? Shit, what's it called? It's not Superstore. Um, the it Office? is Superstore. Superstore, Superstore. I love. That was that funny, was man. cheesy, but like in a good way. It had some good people in it, man. Good people, good writing, like amazing writing. This blockbuster yeah. show, yeah, the actors are phenomenal, but the writing is just is not for me. Oh, so, it's too bad. The actors, like they're doing the best that they can, but the writing is kind of stale. Yeah, so my filler show when Greg's not around that we're not watching together is an old show that's not on anymore. It's on Disney Plus and it's called Future Man. Future Man. And it stars Josh Hutcherson, famous from yes. uh, Hunger Games uh, work. I never watched it, but I, I've i seen a preview of it or something. I'm aware of the show. It's very silly, but it's fun and very raunchy and f- 
it's funny. And the guy, there's some people in it that are like pretty legendary, you know, actors and comedic actors. And, you know, it's clever, but also there's a lot of like toilet humor, dick jokes, uh, you know, those kinds of things, which yeah. I love. Same. Sort of mindless and silly. Yeah. And then Greg and I just started watching um, The English on Prime. It's a new English. show with Emily Blunt. Okay. And it stars her and this gentleman. I don't want to get his name wrong. He's a native dude. Um, how do I describe it? I don't English. know if I've even heard of this show. It's on Prime. It's called The English. Okay. And it stars Emily Blunt, who is quite compelling, actually. I see why she's, she's a movie a star. Yeah. Well, she's she's quite captivating. And you know what? I don't even know if she's a good actress. I think that her voice is very mesmerizing. And like you could listen mm -hmm. to her talk like all day. His is... name is Chasky Spencer. Chasky Spencer. What has he been in? Or is he, he like an up and coming? In? Oh, no. He's been around. He's like almost my age at this point, but he's famous for being so, like, in the twenty Twilight. Roughly? Oh, like shut 20 up. years old? Shut up. You're so funny. <laughs> No, he's in the Twilight movies. Oh, was he the sheriff? I don't know. I didn't watch the Twilight movies. <laughs> you didn't no. watch every movie and read every book religiously? I watched the last one because I heard the last one was the best one of all so of you, them. So you did see the teen pregnancy? I don't know if... I think that might have been the second last one where she had oh. the vampire baby. I yes. listen. I listen to podcasts that talk about the movie, so I know everything about the movie. But I didn't. Okay. Uh, sorry. Spoiler alert for anyone mm. who hasn't seen Twilight. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, so he's he's quite he's quite compelling as well. Anyway, the mo the show is very melodramatic. It reminds me of old westerns but it's also writ like directed by and i think written by a british person and i find oh. it really fascinating because it's sort of like a british person's perspective of the west you know so this is not set current no it's set uh, post civil war era so late 1800s in the west okay. And it's absolutely, anytime I watch anything having to do with the Old West, it's it's so devastating. Like, it, harsh, terrible, like, ugh, cutthroat, awful place to be. Like, I just, you would not yeah. wouldn't want to have been alive then. <laughs> no, I would not have Certainly not a woman in that time period. No. In the Old West. No way. No, thank you. Even but like, if you have money, it would suck because people would be after your money. Yeah. I don't know. And like everything is so far away. Like you're kind of exactly. stuck. Exactly. In your little town. Awful. Just all awful. these people probably going, I just got to get out of this town. Oh, no, you would go time. crazy and you would oh, be yeah. like. It would be so violent and terrible. And the Old West, there was like no rules, you know? You could just kill people willy-nilly. It was wild. Yeah. According they, to all the movies and TV I've watched anyway. <laughs> well, 
there is some good, some bad, and some ugly in the West. Yes, there you go. But I mean, <laughs> boo. That was such a dad joke. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the delayed reaction really shows the quality of the joke. Really bad. But I was just <laughs> thinking about how, which proves that I was thinking about what I was going to say and not listening to you. So that makes me a bad listener. Anyway, no, no, you're good. I appreciate a lot of the native infusion into these shows now. Yeah. And how we're learning like different perspectives on things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think also just like representation in terms of the actual actors playing the roles too. Mm-hmm. Like generally, not just with indigenous people. Um, I was reading th- that there's, I don't remember the characters names from Glee, but in Glee, <laughs> there was the kid in the wheelchair and he was mm-hmm. saying that he would totally support glee coming back mm-hmm. but he wouldn't play that role anymore he would want that role to be taken by someone who actually is in a wheelchair because he's oh able-bodied. he wasn't oh he wasn't yeah other abled or what do they say now yeah um what was i gonna say i like in the show too they show natives you know from both sides like it's it's interesting yeah. like what colonization does to people you know, like first generation people yeah. that were colonized. It's like fascinating. Anyway, I just think it's really, it's like last night, Greg and I went to a comedy show at Ooh, the comedy bar in at Bloor and Ossington. Okay. I, we go there all the time. Is that an absolute comedy? No, it's called the comedy bar. Oh, it's called the comedy bar because Mark and I used to go to the absolute comedy at Young and Eglinton all the time right there's a few clubs there's a yuck yucks there's absolute comedy yeah. there's second city but then there's a comedy bar down in the west it's at bloor and ossington and then also they've opened up a second location here in the east end closer to oh. us but i went because my friend was celebrating a year of doing stand-up and they were having like a lineup of comics and he was one of them so that's so cool yeah he's somebody i know from the boxing gym so a lot of the boxers were there he had like basically the whole club was filled with people that he knew like he knows so many people it's insane that's so cool and he's a gay guy and all the comics were from the lgbtq okay plus community so it was very interesting and the headliner was a trans gender person so i I don't go to comedy shows like that. So I was like, okay, let's, I just want to see like what it's like and stuff. So it was really fun. Was it like a themed night or was it just, it happened to be that way? Uh, Generally they do have a lot of these groups sort of put together. Like they'll have women and like people from the queer community and then this and that and the other you know that type of thing yeah and then other times i I think it would be cool to mix in yeah you know everybody but i think it's hard maybe because audiences are it's hard you know well even just yeah just comedy is if it's all women you can like if it's all women or all men even you can better well it's easy to get an all male lineup come on yeah that's yeah (laughs) all female (laughs) i was just trying to be inclusive (laughs) no but even when they do i don't like it when they do all female lineups either because i think like it's nice to mix it up you don't have to like there's lots of not that okay 
obviously women need to share their voices, blah, blah, blah. But I just think like just proves like we need to mix it up, guys, and add yeah. people of color, people from different communities and like have a really diverse kind of situation. Yeah. I would love a show like that. That would be awesome. But they're pretty good yeah. at absolute comedy in terms of like at least for like sex like there's always at least one woman mm -hmm. and then it's usually a bunch of dudes it's always <laughs> a bunch of dudes in hindsight it never ends with the dudes like seriously there's so many dudes but women are funny too oh uh, women are there's some great ones the ones i usually i've been to it's usually half and half like okay maybe a little bit more men than women but generally speaking it's you know there's always women in the show and i know i know of them they're canadian or toronto comics and stuff so yeah they're out there believe me <laughs> that's so cool well um are there good bad and ugly jokes kelly oh my god okay i'm done <laughs> should we talk about this show because we do start I in don't the desert know. i guess we have Kinda to like start a... somewhere let's go Boop, 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 Did we already boop. say what the episode name no, was? No, what are we talking okay. about today, Brittany? We're talking about Bones Season 2, Episode 8, The Woman in the Sand. And it is not okay. set in the Wild Wild West, even though Booth it does is a kind of though. at one point. It is point. kind of in the Wild West. Kind of. <laughs> I just have to say, I wrote the first line I wrote in my notes was, hang on to your butts. <laughs> this one is a doozy. <laughs> It is a doozy. There's yeah, lots of stuff that happens in this honey, episode. It up until like there's a point where everything's normal, 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 and then all of a sudden the train goes off the track. Like and I'm so like, badly. Who are these people? Anyway, it was just fascinating. But I can't I look away. It. No, it was wonderful. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. And we it's are a great in episode. Vegas, baby. We are in yes, Vegas. <laughs> Start you know, I'm only sorry. No, Small no, what are you say? Say, just go. It's late, so we should get going. But um, whatever. You know, I've been to <laughs> Vegas one time. Me too. And I drove through it, actually, kind of. So I went to Utah for a half marathon, and I was with my mom, and she was like, "Where's the nearest cheesecake factory?" <laughs> and it was in Vegas. So we literally yes. drove to Vegas, ate at the just cheesecake factory, cheesecake? and then drove back to Utah. <laughs> why my... were you why were you doing a half marathon that far away my mom found this run in zion zion it's like really beautiful scenery she really she was trying to like do half marathons in different places mm -hmm. and i was on a half marathon kick at the time so i was like yeah i'll do that really i don't think i could even you're crazy like i can't believe you did that now. that's crazy how old were you well, then? 22 wow wow i was so young did you do you ever <laughs> think about running yeah i was now? never a huge fan of running i really like organized sport like i'd love to play more volleyball mm -hmm. or just like go for walks even which isn't an organized sport but just something to get back into it i stood at my um work desk the other day and i was like wow fitness so you know <laughs> 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 i 
<laughs> stood for like two hours. I was like, wow, standing desk, track that in my fitness pal. Wow. I didn't. Fitness. I'm just joking. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sorry. So marathon. Yeah, no, I did a couple. I did one in Disney. I did a Disney half Disney princess half marathon. That was fun. Did you wear like a crown or anything? I wore a tutu. You did wear a tutu. Yeah, because <laughs> I was... have to get some pictures. Find them. Yeah, I'd like to see this tutu for <laughs> sure. I did the Pride and Remembrance run one year here in Toronto. It's only a 5K and like drag queens come out. They get all dressed up. It's oh, during Pride Week and it's all the the money goes towards certain a certain charity. I'm not 100% sure. I'm assuming. Is it's it? Are they wearing HIV. heels? No, they wear sneakers and like some people wear wedding gowns and they get all okay. dressed up and it's really fun. Because if they're but wearing I was heels, in, that would look, that would be insane. <laughs> well, I would admire it. I don't know how anybody I would, too. would do that because I tried to wear heels last week and it was bad. I they're I not only for me. Last like five hours was the most I could wear them. And then I had to get Greg to get my sneakers out of the truck so I could dance because I was like, I can't. Were do they this, stiletto you know? type heels? Yeah, I don't buy anything else. So I like pumps or pumps are good, I find, but stiletto yes. heels, I'm like, oh, the are beautiful. Of my foot. And they'll last me a certain, like, I have certain heels I can wear. Like, we're going to another party tomorrow night, a Christmas Ooh. thing. And I have two or three pairs to choose from and i asked him several times like is there dancing is there dancing i need to know if there's dancing and you know because then if there's no dancing i can get away with just wearing yeah. stilettos all night because i can sit down whatever yeah the reason you wear them is because they look gorgeous they make my ankles look oof, so nice my calves it like yeah. makes me so tall like oh my god and these ones i bought are so gorgeous i might even like interrupt our show to go grab what i bought i was gonna say I, you have to send me a picture at the very least no well i will but I'll, i think i'll just show them to you while we're on yes. the show um yeah i might record the live reaction yes you must see them <laughs> regardless i've been to vegas as well yes greg went for a concrete world of concrete convention interesting and i met him he was there all week and i met him on the thursday of the week and i we ended up spending the weekend there so i stayed thursday to sunday okay and it was all on his company's dime so what it was amazing we oh yeah like I we I was at his Christmas his company Christmas party and I ran into this woman. I see her once a year at the Christmas party and she was in Vegas at the same time as me and she and I shared. We ordered a seafood platter in this crazy Italian restaurant. It was like a $500 seafood platter. We ordered it. Oh and God. she and I are sitting next to each other we're like, we're so excited because her <laughs> husband is allergic to shellfish. Oh no. So he can't eat it and she never gets to eat it because he's so allergic to it. And I was like, well, let's do it. So we oh, did yeah. like lobster, crab, like clams, oh, scallops, the whole. It was amazing. And it was like one of those Italian places where there's like five old men serving you and they all have white shirts on and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, crumbing the table and they're coming around like 
buzzing around your table, pouring water, pouring drinks, and then they like, dough uh, on you. Very old school. Very old school. That was that only one of the so many amazing. experiences I had there. I could tell you we saw a Cirque show. What? And then was this I recently? Well, no. 18, 19, maybe. I can't remember. Maybe 17. Okay. I feel like maybe I saw pictures of this. I don't know if we've you maybe would we have talked seen about it. Maybe not because know. that's too far back. I don't know. Mm. I just it was pretty luxurious, but there's like a limit to how long you can spend there. And I was very yeah. much keen to get away from the main drag and go to like old Vegas and find like I've I insisted we go to like this Mexican taco place that was like Ooh. full of like Mexicans eating tacos and it was like <laughs> let's go there and then we went to like an old diner that was off the strip and like places like that that I had read about that were yeah. like classic old Vegas places because yeah. I didn't want to stay no you don't you know be hanging out with all the bachelorette parties <laughs> it wasn't that bad actually because it was like january and it okay. wasn't that wild but surprisingly freezing cold freezing cold really yeah really cold was not prepared huh. for that was not prepared i would have thought it would be like for how cold it was there. Yeah. I was like, why isn't it hot why can't i go to a pool and <laughs> swim and get a sunburn like what the hell that's <sighs> wild i would have for so sure mad. thought that it would be hot well Mm. on that note on that note you start us off and i'll go get some shoes do you think do you think it was hot the day that they found mason roberts <laughs> oh i looked really hot are you kidding me it looks super hot so we're we are in the desert we're just outside of vegas baby okay i'm gonna stop i'm <laughs> i'm gonna throw in one more good bad and ugly at some point as well um but Booth and Brennan are there, and there's also an agent, Agent Eric Zhang. Um, they're brought there because on May 20th, 2001, this guy, Mason Roberts, was supposed to deliver a keynote address at some convention, but he never showed. They found his car, and they found all these things about him, but they didn't find him. And it was uh, thought that he was killed by the mob. So sure enough, um, some very kind prostitute, uh, which is the word that they use in the show. So I'm. I was gonna with it. say, don't say that. <laughs> some kind sex worker, mm -hmm. uh, on her deathbed, she had a deathbed confession that she knew that there was a body that was buried at this mile marker 15 that they should go and check it out, and sure enough, that guy Mason Roberts. That's yes. where they found him. When Booth and Brennan are there, they notice, well, Brennan notices that there's a vulture circling. Yeah. And she, she makes the point that vultures don't circle skeletal remains, but I would think that like Booth seems surprised by this. I would think that he has enough experience that, oh my God, your heels are so beautiful. Oh yeah. Those are nice. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked, but Wow there you should post oh, these on our instagram page so nice. gorgeous oh my gosh i they're so shiny they're so sparkly sparkly they're so it. gorgeous and Can like the I perfect height you, 
Oh, they're absolutely wonderful. Um, how much did you love Agent Zhang? Love Agent Zhang? I, I meant just buy one some... pair, Brittany. I bought two. Oh, I bought these, these are like purple a more purpley pair. They're very purple. Oh, those are gorgeous. But they're and like they look... the lighting makes them look like they have kind of like a gradient look. They don't. It's just the lighting. It's a pretty solid really purple, pretty. but in the light, they're just so sparkly. They're so. You can nice. tell. I these are ones I wore already. Look how dirty okay. they are. <laughs> they're really, really pretty. Kelly has anyway. nice shoes. What did you, you think loved of Eric Zang? Zang? I liked him a lot. I liked. Him. I liked how like he's so casual and friendly. What I didn't like though is that this guy is literally like we see him what three times this whole yeah. episode. <laughs> they kind of just take this take this case away from him but oh yeah i guess we we have to talk about that for sure but zang is like where the hell is zang hashtag where's zang where's zang (laughs) he just kind of disappears but he's here during this episode during this scene so also this is when booth box he box at the idea that they took the word of a lowly sex worker to come to this place and dig up these bones right this is the first iter- first time of many in this episode where Booth has disappoints me greatly with his attitude he, towards women in general. In general. Oh my god. He that does a couple things. Just gonna drop that there. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Booth is a disaster in this episode. He's absolute mess. We still love him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we still love him he just says all the wrong things like i'm just shaking my head at him in this episode it's okay <laughs> he have we followed the, first... the vulture yet we haven't okay go what do we so we find on the other side of the vulture underneath the vulture happens mm. to be a fairly fresh rotted corpse um killed about a week to 10 days ago so fresh and so clean clean so fresh yes. and so clean so we have a body from someone who died several years ago so just the skeleton and then we have this other body mm-hmm. um somehow brennan figures out so it's the first one the skeleton is a dude the other one is a female somehow they figure out that these two bodies appear to have been buried in the same manner so there's some speculation that although the crimes are so far apart they were buried by the same person Mm -hmm. and what a hell of a coincidence that would be that's pretty far-fetched given that the first guy was buried there five years ago yeah kind of seems weird the other remains were there 10 days ago wild 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 conjecture also the timing of when the sex worker like died like said yeah very she, like she died at like the perfect time convenient yeah the convenience yeah. i guess it is a show so that's fine but we get hey. two deaths for the price of one according to eric Zang. yeah mm-hmm. and booth is like viva las vegas <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our intro we do Dun, 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 dun. Believe it or not, I'm walking <laughs> on air. I never it. thought I could feel so free. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. You, what were you going to say before I interrupted you? You're just going to say no, something about booze. Absolutely nothing. Okay. <laughs> I just had a thought what? What would you about think? how they're doing lots of beaming in this episode. Oh my God. <laughs> That's okay. Let me just still in the you desert. You take it away. I was like, <laughs> we're still in the desert in this scene and it's insane. I wrote, this is crazy in my <laughs> notes. They because... probably don't even have cell service. <laughs> They got dental <laughs> records right away from about for the female remains, I believe. I get this confused. I think a hearing sometimes. aid. I think because she had a hearing aid, they found oh, the, the dental serial records, number on it. But they got dental records from the other guy. From the other, from the dude. And then for so her, they, it was the hearing aid. So the bones. Immediately. The, <laughs> I know. The bones of the other guy are all laid out on some kind of gurney. And Brennan, what is Brennan looking at? X-rays? Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, it I it seems like it. She's got, she's... like, some kind of thing where she's looking up into the sun, so she's looking through some kind of film, and she's talking to Cam, who's on her laptop. Yeah. Somehow, via satellite, Cam is tuning in and having this conversation with Brennan about the victims they've found. And what they I don't understand... Just... Mm-hmm. sorry no go no on. okay go no no this is just weird me. because they have like she's looking at the injuries and she's like oh there's a pattern of healing and rebreaking and but like how do they know no, don't they normally have to like clean the bones and stuff before they start looking where okay this is where i'm confused what is she looking at i'm not sure yeah she's looking brennan has cam on the screen like you said yeah but she does have the body with her so i think she's looking at the body but cam is just randomly like hanging out hold up and she's talking to booth but cam is who still has on the, the camera. body who has the body they still have the body i think who? booth and brennan okay so okay i'm, I'm sorry pull up we're this going scene. down the rabbit hole because i seriously don't understand what she's looking at like if she has x-rays where did they get x-rays like this is what i don't get because they determine don't have x-rays yet i think they i don't know what she's looking at i think she's just talking to camp and she's looking at the actual body let me i'm gonna pull it up in front of me because i can't remember and i'm questioning my recollection my point is they determine the male victim is definitely this dude, Mason Roberts, who is a federal prosecutor who is giving a speech or something at a convention. There's a photo that Booth has of a couple of guys who are apparently on Mason Roberts's legal list, like he's going to hit them with some kind of uh, charge. Mason, this dude, the five-year-old remains, uh, he died by a bunch of blows from a baseball bat. Brennan says the female victim has similar injuries, but she thinks it's domestic abuse related. She is. She's holding x-rays. Okay. Where did those come from? Seriously, I'm very confused. Like, do they have a special camera or machine they can take pictures of it and then, like, develop them and blow it up? Like, this skeleton is on a gurney behind her. No, but those are Mason's bones because they're white and blanched and they've yeah. been out in a while. So where are Did her they maybe, remains? Maybe her remains. Her remains are not at the Jeffersonian for sure. No. No, they're not. But maybe they got taken to a corner, maybe? 
But why would they have left Masons but behind? But she zips up the bag on sight, doesn't she? Oh, wait. I think I see. No, there are two sets of remains side by side. She zips up the bag at the end of the scene yeah. to say they're going to send them to the Jeffersonian, which is where we talk, where Booth doesn't want to go back to Washington right away. The bodies are both still in the desert, but somehow they have x-rays. Okay. Okay. We're going to have to move on because... Because we're my, just going to get confused. <laughs> no, the minutia is going to kill me. But my point is, is that she, Brennan says that she thinks that the female victim had domestic abuse markers. Yes. Booth immediately shuts this down. Strike two on Booth. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. Strike two. So far, he says the sex worker can't be believed. Then he shuts down Brennan's theory that the female victim suffered from domestic abuse. Then she proves Mm -hmm. with scientific, like, knowledge that she the victim did have abuse markings and shows booth a hearing aid that was embedded in her skull now this is where angela pops in on this little video chat yeah and she apparently had the hearing aid information or was zang doing that yeah she she had the hearing aid information registered to a wilhelmina but she goes by billy Morgan. Wilhelmina. Have you never heard of Wilhelmina before? Clearly, I just pronounced it so properly. Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Yes. <laughs> That's an old school name. Like, have you ever heard of Judy Bloom? Yeah. Yeah. That's a Judy Bloom type of name that she would use in okay. one of her books. Anyway, go on. Well, she says that Billy Morgan, 26 years old, was reported missing two weeks ago by her husband. So they're on the ball that the body was there for about a week to 10 days mm-hmm. and brennan like you said is convinced that her abusive husband was trying to cover his tracks right um and they're trying to figure out at the beginning of this scene zhang had shown a picture of what looks like a loan shark i think some guy Anyway, some, some guy Vegas with heavy. the other people, with the with yeah. the other dude, the the other guy that died. <sighs> it's so confusing. And so he's saying, "Oh, maybe maybe Billy Billy's uh, husband knows these guys, perhaps." But my, I just want to say this. Ultimately, Brennan is starting to zip up Wilhelmina, aka Billy Morgan's remains, into this bag. Into uh, what is that called? The body bag. The body bag, right? Thank you. And tells she wants to fly back to the Jeffersonian. And Cam is still on the satellite chat, very clearly in the middle of nowhere. And Booth is like trying to dissuade Brennan from going back to Washington. He's like, no, no, no. We got to stay here. We have to dig up more stuff. We have to stay longer in Vegas. He's making so many excuses. Yes. And then Cam is like, okay, well, why don't you just fly everything back here? We'll take care of it. Give us all the dirt. Give us all the bugs. Give us the remains and we'll we'll investigate. And then Booth walks over to the laptop and slams it shut. And I yeah. thought that was rude. So rude. rude. He's actually pretty rude to Cam quite a few times in this episode, I noticed. Ah! This, is, this is just the first time. 
Oh yeah. Maybe Trouble they're on paradise, baby. Oh yeah. They're not boning anymore. <laughs> I just found it interesting, especially when I watched this episode the second time. Like yeah. how almost like desperate Booth is to stay. Like he wants her to stay. He wants the two of them to stay. Yes. They have to stay and do this together. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Right. Which we'll talk about regardless. Yes. I'm sorry about all the confusion there, but ultimately we have two bodies. Yes. Two bodies in the desert. Two bodies in say, the desert. Two bodies not in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> similar, similar wavelength. Same, same. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Same. <laughs> same, same. same same but different Uh, what's that from the interview i I think with seth rogan anyway Uh, (laughs) yes there's two bodies they seem to die this they seem these two people seem to have died similar ways several years apart one's a man one's a woman one had known mob connections one seems to be a survivor of domestic abuse shall we go talk to her husband yes we shall Mr. Donald Morgan, not yes. to be confused with Donald Trump. God, no. Do you <laughs> want to take that away? Sure. So yeah. we end up talking to this guy, Donald Morgan. He lives in a trailer park. He doesn't seem to be doing too well generally. He has a cast on his arm, which is the weirdest looking cast ever. It's like a short, it's like he made it himself. It like kind of cuts off at the wrist. Bargain basement um, cast. Bargain basement cast. Yeah. So he claims that he broke his Not a Canadian because, cast. I'll just say that. No, not O-hip covered. So <laughs> he uh, claims that he fell off a ladder and that's how he broke his hand. But it would appear, they think, um, and he kind of admits by the end of the scene that he had borrowed money from a loan shark hadn't repaid him got Mm -hmm. his thumb broken and now Mm -hmm. he owes him two grand more than he originally said he owed him but he borrowed the money he says because he wanted to give billy what she wanted and what she wanted was to get a boob job because she thought the only way that she's going to be able to help them make ends meet is if she starts working as a stripper Mm -hmm. that was her she's like i'm going to be an exotic dancer Mm -hmm. i just need a boob job and then we're good to go hey man if that's all i needed (laughs) <laughs> to be a like damn I mean, you know how much money it's so way great. to go billy she's only 26 years old too this guy she's looks older than that but that's fine well, he just looks um, really bad this yeah this guy like to be fair and booth says it in the next scene i'm not getting a domestic abuser vibe from him but at the same time booth or brennan does correct him and says that anyway i'm kind of skipping to the next scene but brennan corrects him and says that um it's not like it's all about rage with these abusers so he could look like he's the nicest guy but when he gets upset then he could be abusing her so don't don't just shut this idea down because he's kind of adamant like no no no, this guy definitely didn't do it so by the end of the scene the worst the worst thing you can do is like underestimate yeah like there's a reason why like there's way more male murderers <laughs> yeah um i can probably say it now anyway though because we find out very shortly but spoiler alert this guy is not an abuser no but booth was jumping to conclusions about that he's just well, lucky this time it was brennan but- who was uh very at like 
super on the abusive angle. She was yeah. really over it. Didn't believe anything he said, but you know, Booth did manage to get a little bit of information out of him. Yeah. Well, yeah. We end up with the name of the the loan shark, which is helpful, but otherwise yes. I just feel bad for this guy. He lost I his do wife. Too. He seems God. like a mess. Like he's not yeah. having a good time. He doesn't Listen. work. No. Listen, like when you said that he doesn't look like he's doing well, I thought, well, like anyone who looks like they are doing well in Vegas, <laughs> like I'd be like really questioning. <laughs> so what How? mob are you a part of? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, it's not a good place. Regardless, <laughs> they arrive, uh, Booth and Brendan drive to a casino to yep. uh, rustle up this loan shark dude. Brennan and Booth are walking on the casino floor. Dingle, dangle, dingle, dangle. There's oh all these God. machines going off. There's people betting. There's card tables everywhere. Roulette here, whatever. I'm shaking my head. And uh, Brennan, she sees the loan shark from the photograph across the room. And she goes, oh, there he is. And she starts beelining for the loan shark. And then she, Booth goes, hey, just give me a second. Give me a second. And he kind of gets this moment of being super overwhelmed. Like he's like, yeah, okay, I just need a second to adjust here. And then she flips around Brennan and she's like, oh my God, Booth, you can't be here. I just, I totally forgot. You're a degenerate You're a gambler. <laughs> like so matter of fact, like it's not so meaning funny. to be insulting. Just no, like... and he goes, I'm a former gambler and former. i've been through the program i do want to mention this he uses interesting language here when he says he's been through the program and she's worried he's gonna like start get the urge to gamble and everything and he is freaking out a little bit and i had a couple questions in this moment because he said he's been through the program and that's i'm i'm being a stickler we're you know it's kind of a semantic thing for me Okay. Because ultimately, as a person who is also in a program, yeah, you don't just go through it once. Like you do it for the rest of your life, kind of. That's thing. what I thought when he said that. Like, do you think that he would still have a sponsor at this point? I know very little about this. This is what I mean, and I want to know how long has it been since he's gambled? Like, how long has he been on the wagon? Yeah. Do we have? we find out later no I but i know okay no spoilers when. i'm just saying no, no, no. because the last the first time we heard about this addiction he was with his army buddy yeah our friend uh who he had lunch with at the the veterans place yes and he talked about how long it had been hmm? the soldier on the grave that yeah, in episode, that episode, he talked about how long it had been since he picked up or whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't, I think it's a couple of years. It's been, yeah, it's several years. And even so, from his reaction with, in a couple scenes with a person that he runs into there, mm. it's clear that he's been out of the army for long enough. It's, I think it's been a, quite a few years since he got Yeah. Out. So this is my question. Honey, simmer down. Like, I don't know. Like, he seems to be really overwhelmed quite quickly. Yeah. You know? But it could be because he went through the program and is not actively participating in the program. Perhaps. Because I think if you have solid 
abstinence from your addiction, solid quality abstinence, you should be okay. Like it yeah. shouldn't really phase you that much. Anyway, that was my point in that moment. That's yeah. Yeah. He seems com- like even just the way that they filmed it, like they make it seem that he's completely so overwhelmed yeah, and barely focus on the case anymore. And he like is getting sidetracked by like the games and stuff that are going yeah. on. Like yeah. ta- he kind of talks about how to play craps to her and then yeah. realizes like, Oh no, no, I shouldn't be able to do that. And Brennan even comments like you can barely breathe right now. Like, are you sure that you can question this guy? Yeah. He does snap out of it long enough that he does get to the bar and he does talk to this loan shark, Lou Mackey. Mm-hmm. Um, who is such a sly guy. (laughs) (laughs) He is, um, very, he calls himself a businessman. He's not very forthcoming. He tells him, oh yeah, that guy that you're talking about, that Don guy, he fell off a ladder, but that's what happens when that's karma. That's what happens when you don't pay me back. Like I didn't touch him basically. Mm -hmm. Um, he leaves Brennan so basically gamble (laughs) she's supposed to be doing anthropological studies (laughs) but he comes back and she's just playing i think blackjack yeah so ultimately he gets nothing out of this guy oh yeah gets nothing like zero except you know they play this pissing match where you know booth does identify himself as an fbi Mm -hmm. agent which i'd like to talk about later yeah but also (laughs) um but he they he does this threatening thing that he does booth where he's like oh i'm gonna get you and the other guy's like yeah i just try like that kind of conversation yeah. so he doesn't get a lot out of it but then what happens and then booth walks back and finds brennan playing blackjack and she's quite a smart lady so she's just sitting there counting cards and very openly talking about <laughs> how she counts cards like by the time <laughs> booth gets there a security guard is already approaching the table to tell her that she needs to leave yeah 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 um it's so funny she's so naive she's like look it's so easy to play you just have to count the cards and she's explaining all this stuff and as booth is pulling her away from the table like sorry we're leaving now whatever she goes the guy next to me blah 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 she starts like giving him she's like as long as he doesn't hit it then then and then he looks back at her did you see how he looked oh yeah the guy at the table like (laughs) oh okay (laughs) thanks god i can finally win a hand (laughs) <laughs> so funny oh my god i found so this episode yeah obviously booth and brennan always spend a lot of time together so that's not different but the pairings of who spends time together back in the lab were a little bit different than usual i found so cam and hodgins spend a little bit more time together in this episode yeah. um cam hodgins and zach are all together um, talking about the Beatles and they're trying to figure out a cause of death on Billy Morgan. But at, the, at that point, they're still talking about this other guy who had died. The mm-hmm. guy who had been there a long time that I can't remember his name. I thought his anyway, name was Morgan something, but I maybe I'm wrong. There's Billy Morgan. I know, but I called him Morgan is, too. <laughs> I want to call him Roberts. Roberts. <sighs> What's his so first I've noticed name, some though? interesting things. I, Marcus. 
Mason. Mason, Mason Roberts. Sorry. Mason Roberts. No, no, we're, we're so good. confused. You know what it is? It's the whole Mason Roberts thing is like kind of moot. Like he's not the focus of the episode. No, he's sort not of at all. put in there, peppered in there. Poor, poor Mason. Mm. Poor he's, Mason. He's not the full, he's not the purpose of the episode. No. But they do figure out that he was killed with a bat. And they also notice some interesting things that might indicate that his throat was cut, which they're like, hmm, how interesting. And then they're also figuring out the cause of death on Billy Morgan, which they think was caused by basically her left rib. Mm -hmm. Some of her left ribs broke, basically stabbed her in the lung, and then she bled out internally. So, sorry this is like yeah not great off terrible terrible way to die but <gasps> Hodgins swings a bat at the end of that scene which is interesting <laughs> they were kind of a fun bunch eh? back at the they lab were. The, the energy was a little bit higher like it just seemed like they were really working together as a team and i i liked yeah. it i thought it was good yeah cam and Hodgins seemed to see eye to eye a bit better not that mm-hmm. they were ever like horrible, but uh, he had his better. opinions about her, right? So yeah. <clears throat> Regardless, well, we have back in scene. Vegas, yes. we're uh, yeah back in Tell Vegas. Ruth and Brennan are driving, and somehow Brennan is able to look at files that were downloaded onto her laptop while they're driving. Fascinating, Truly. fascinating. The technology—it's it's just love amazing. it. Two thousand five. What a great year. Or 2006, maybe. (laughs) And uh, after looking at Billy's injuries, Brennan comes to the conclusion, like they go back and forth discussing the injuries and figuring out like where she could have sustained them, how it could have happened, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, the conclusion is made that Billy might have been a boxer. And there's strike three for Booth here because Booth is incredulous. He cannot even imagine that this woman was a boxer yeah like he just can't even imagine well, it to me there's a fourth strike as well because the end of this scene he's like nah, nah, not a boo-boo basically he's like i told you so i told you don morgan didn't beat his wife like obviously. i know but then we're going to the boxer thing and then cam is asking you know the right question she's saying you know wouldn't her hands be protected by gloves and then hodgins is the one who actually who suggests that it might have been because she was a ufc fighter and then yeah. booth and hodgins connect on this ufc fighting uh bond so weird <laughs> and then they speculate even further and they decide that perhaps she didn't wear gloves at all and she was yeah. an underground fighter it was like yeah. you know under underground like secret fight club kind of fighter because based on the injuries, she would have had to wear literally no protective equipment. No protection at all. At all. Yeah. Which, like, girl, put some equipment on. Well, it's too We're going to talk her, about this but... boxing situation, and you're going to oh, ask yeah. me questions, right? You're my boxing expert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have so many questions. <laughs> Listen, so do I. <clears throat> Well, they're back talking with Don. I'm sure your questions are, I don't think that's right. I mean, well, I'm like, how fascinating. <laughs> We're back with Don in his trailer. 
And basically they're like, why didn't you tell us that she was fighting? Like, why didn't you tell us that she's a boxer? And this guy is totally out to lunch. Doesn't have a clue what his wife was doing. No, but I feel so bad for him. Like, I feel he, so bad for him. He's just, I feel like Brennan and Booth are harassing him at this point. Like, <laughs> and his wife so... is dead. He owes this loan shark money. Like, all this shit's, his life is terrible. He's going to have to move into his mother's basement at this point. It's sure. It's just awful. And Oh, anyway. God. It's not good. <laughs> yeah well and the worst part about this whole thing is that he's like adamant like he loved billy so much Mm. and like never ever would have let her fight if he knew that that was something she was going to do because not because she's not capable but because a year prior she had stopped boxing because she had problems with her hearing Mm -hmm. so it was very dangerous for her to be boxing yeah um oh yeah this they get nowhere with this like i just like you said i feel bad for him they basically came to like, be like leave him alone oh, yeah. <laughs> just leave don alone <laughs> so now we're going i just want to say i wrote in my next notes back at the casino restaurant <laughs> the like where yeah. are they eating booth and brennan I, are taught is it yeah. their hotel food court i don't know what the hell they are with this like weird restaurant situation <laughs> I don't know. They're eating at a bar or something, and Booth and Brennan are talking about why someone would fight. They're just having a discussion about that, like totally not understanding why. And then uh, Hodgins calls Brennan on her cell phone. Very good technology here to talk about uh, particulates that were found on Billy's shoes that are found in automotive settings where they apply chrome. While she's on the phone with Hodgins, Booth is, there's some paper on their table and he's like reaching over to look at it. And Brenda reaches over and slaps his hand because she doesn't want him to look at this this paper. And he goes, it's just Kino. Like, I just want to see the numbers. Like, she's, it's like she's worried he's going to start gambling any second. And he was looking, anyway, I just thought it was really funny. I can't hear you. Did you hit your thing or is it me? It was me. I hit it with okay, my nose. I'm sorry. Okay. But I was thinking when I when I rewatched this episode, that very first said the second scene mm. where he's like, you need to stay, send the stuff back to the lab, whatever. Mm. Maybe he is so unconfident mm. in his like ability to not gamble without having the support there mm-hmm. that he felt that he needed her to to be there so she's being over the top and she's like slapping stuff out of his hand and stuff (laughs) but she's the worst sober buddy ever (laughs) but like maybe she maybe that's what he needed i I don't know whatever i just it's funny though (laughs) i don't know it is funny but it's like okay but i like i do like that she admonishes him like he's a little kid but regardless yes what's in the neck what happens next oh i just thought it was funny so the thing that as you mentioned hodgins finds something mm-hmm. the chrome whatever and it just so happens that this is the only place in all of vegas that does yeah. this exact <laughs> treatment <laughs> and it happens to be an abandoned auto shop it happens where, you know... to be <laughs> there are too many coincidences in this oh, episode wow. Wow. 
I mean, it is a fiction, but still. Well, they they end up at this abandoned auto body shop. It's not the most secret fight club. That's all I'm just going to (laughs) say. Definitely not. (laughs) There is all these like gambling slips on the floor, which I did not know. I learned something new that they're called flash paper. So they, these betting slips are called, they're on flash plate paper. So that, because these are underground rings that if they have, if they get raided, then they can burn them and they burn really quickly. Apparently I did not know that. Not that I ever need to know that, but now I do know it. <laughs> what is it made of? I don't know. It cellulose, almost... very thin paper. I wonder if it looks like it's, you know what you roll cigarettes in? And yes, that's exactly what I was like going to say. It looks like that kind of paper. Yeah, like really, really thin. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out, so they're like, oh, look, we see these betting slips. Yes. One idea that we have our, our underground ring here. Number two, ooh, we see the lines for where they painted the ring. Ding, ding, ding. This is definitely it. Number three, why don't we use our fancy flashlight? To make sure that there's blood on the ground. Like, we already knew that this is what was going on. Mark told me at this point, because he was watching the episode with me for the second time. Yeah. He said, uh, at what point did he fall asleep? (laughs) (laughs) Now. He's asleep now. (laughs) (laughs) He's on the sleeping. But he, he was like... Do they have the same flashlight for blood and for semen? <laughs> oh, Mark. So they dirty, that the whole place boy. is the whole place is covered in blood. There's blood know. everywhere. This place is like literally a, it's like a massacre happened. It doesn't all look good. And apparently this is supposed to be somewhere where they only use it like one time and then go. Like did that many people fight? Like, there's literally wow. blood all over the ground. Yeah, because they're not using gloves. They're not using helmets. No equipment. True. Like, it's, you know how easy it is to, it's so easy to cut yourself and you would be riddled, riddled with be blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. Have you ever been injured while boxing at your boxing club? I've only gotten, um, like a bloody nose yeah and i've had my bell rung like really hard like when somebody like some people can't control themselves and they hit you really hard when they're not really supposed to when you're sparring yeah and ultimately it's my fault for dropping my hands or not getting out of the way or you know it's all about defending yourself so if you get hit it's kind of your own fault even though the other person should have more control but yeah you know and that's very uh that's hard that'll yeah. give you a headache that'll that'll that would be unsettling uh, it's hard to like... shake it off but i haven't really like mostly bruises from body shots like you get because you're defending yourself with your elbows and then when they hit you with a shot your elbow goes into your body and you oh. get bruised it's like your bone is hitting your ribs and you get bruises like that but i haven't gotten any cuts or anything but brennan's flashlight would not be lighting up like a christmas night sky no no (laughs) okay good no (laughs) i was watching this episode i was like i know that she uses equipment but like Uh, is kelly getting bloody noses and like 
cuts like this this is so <laughs> such a dangerous sport <laughs> it well you know can like be. i said it can be sure sure of course just don't start ufc fighting okay i won't be able to God, sleep i'll be like Poor i have kelly i have no interest in that at all i don't understand the appeal of ufc at all yeah i'm sorry either. i know it's popular but i feel like yeah i don't understand like i understand boxing more you yeah know? and, and yeah. some people don't even understand that so boxing i get and it's good exercise it sounds like um mm -hmm. sorry just a quick aside of course i thought you would think that the um the coincidences could get no more intense but we also <laughs> found out in the next scene yes that Billy Morgan happened to have a positive blood, such a rare blood type. Very rare, yes. And <laughs> apparently there were six blood, they took 30 blood samples at this body shop and six were A positive. So they're like, same as Billy Morgan, we're going to wait on DNA. How long does DNA take to come back anyway? First of all, second, that blood looked like it was at least mopped up. Yeah. I don't know how it they get like samples mixed off of that. In that's pretty crazy science if that's all mixed in together and mopped up and they're gonna get dna off that yeah i don't know how that would work holy moly we just to clarify for those listening we do love this episode 100 <laughs> percent. just the science is a little bit dodgy and it's because we don't give a shit about it it doesn't <laughs> matter because the it's only thing that matters important. is what happens Yes. very soon very soon. very very soon Go well on. yeah angela and hodgins are not flirting anymore nope. and they're talking about how angela's kind of like oh i can finally yeah. stomach eating seeing maggots eat intestines but this bloody face on billy is too much for me i was like really <laughs> like okay. that doesn't seem equivalent at all but okay um so basically angela has used her computer skills to come up with an image of what billy would have looked like um after she had her fight and somehow this is supposed to help them narrow down how she died is they can somehow figure out the velocity of each blow based on her like the bruises and stuff that she has on her body which is kind of interesting and then basically using that information figure out how tall her attacker would have been what left whether they're left-handed or right-handed all sorts of cool really cool information which i wouldn't have thought listen this is pretty amazing it's interesting fetched it's interesting yes. but okay like wow <laughs> and based on the way that they decide that billy's face would look we will talk about <laughs> how someone else's face looks anyway yes that's for just you know stay tuned i have opinions yes okay okay oh back with uh mason back yes. with mason zach's trying to figure out how this guy's neck was cut hodgins bursts in and he starts referencing the godfather and he starts talking about how what was his name luca luca breezy is that the way you say it is that how you say it? No. Brazi. Brazi? Luca Brazi or something? Luca Brazi. Anyway, there's a character in The Godfather, <laughs> the Godfather. who gets <laughs> garroted, and it's like a whole scene. And 
literally no one knows what the godfather is like i find that so hard to believe like, it's very Cam, hard to believe who's from new york friggin angela like as if angela doesn't know what the godfather is zach i can understand him he didn't know like Bugs he doesn't Bunny. know a lot so <laughs> anyway no one under no one knew what the godfather reference was so yeah. hodgins suggests that perhaps mason was killed by garroting or using yeah. uh, a wire to cut his neck he also suggests that they all get a dvd player because <laughs> they need to yeah. watch the godfather yes well of i course. feel like that's basically the last we hear of mason <laughs> we know how he died yeah we don't hear much more about him it yeah. is interesting though that he was killed in that way mm -hmm. but we have mention of Agent Zhang in the next scene, but we don't see him. Damn. Damn. I like okay. Agent Zhang. I do too. So we're back at the casino. And we are approaching mm -hmm. the uh, the loan shark. Because yes. they want to talk to him again. They got to get some information from him. But surprise, surprise. Lou Mackey happens to be talking, the loan shark happens to be talking to someone named Frankie Daniels, who is an old friend from the army of Seelys. Unbelievable. What are the chances? What are the chances they run into this old army buddy? This guy is down on his luck. So clearly from the scene, Honey, you can tell that Frankie has borrowed money from good. Lou. Guy does and not look good. This is not good. No. It is clear that Frankie owes Lou quite a bit of money. <laughs> and I just listened, I wrote in my notes. Frankie is not looking or doing well at all. I mean, he has a loan shark good. on his ass, his wife left him, and he's playing the slots. Bad news bears. Bad news bears. That's a perfect, you know what? That is a perfect summary of exactly what happens in this scene. He looks like shit. He looks like shit. It's not good. And then he asks, like, after all this, Booth is checking in on him because he obviously is worried about him. Before Doesn't introduce the... Brennan at all. Yeah. But Brennan interjects during this conversation where Frankie's <laughs> telling him his woes, telling Booth his woes. And Brennan's like, maybe you should take some antidepressants. Have you tried medication? It could really help. <laughs> <laughs> and Frankie even like... help you not gamble. <laughs> I know. And he's like, well, who are you, a pharmaceutical rep now, Booth? <laughs> we do get some information from this guy who is very yes. down on his luck and not doing so well. Um, it's clear that he does all sorts of gambling because he happens to know a little bit about the underground ring. Mm -hmm. So he knows that if they talk to this guy named Joe Nolan, who mm -hmm. happens to be some famous heavyweight champion of from like well the 90s. let's get it straight Don't okay get it twisted sorry, well sorry. Wait. <laughs> well he owns a gym so they can go and find him easily <laughs> and apparently he sells 800 numbers then you call and then you find out the information of where you're supposed to go mm -hmm. and there's a code to get in so it's all secret secret oh god and then he asks booth for money and it's just awful like question yes what would you do would you give him the money i would not why 
but maybe I, that's a good question is immediately. I'm like, no, I wouldn't because he's obviously like not doing so good. And he's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't seem like he's going to use the money to like go mm-hmm. get a coffee and get mm-hmm. his wife back because <laughs> she left with some stockbroker. <laughs> um, like it's to me, it looks like he would just go and blow it on a slot machine, like right beside where I give him the money. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe that's not the right approach. Basis it's a good already, question. Already down is like, what would you do? You, you have to, do, I Kelly? think you have to give him the money. Just give it to him. Just give it to him and you probably won't see him again anyway for a Not while. Not going to see him again. Just give him 20 yeah. bucks. Good luck, bud. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. you can do. I'll just say this right now as a person. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to help anyone who is in the throes of their addiction. They will do whatever it takes to do and stay in their addiction if they are not ready to ask for help, get help, do what it needs to do to get out of it. So in the moment, there's nothing you can do. And you don't, giving the money, okay, yeah, sure, you're enabling them, but... But if you're just giving 20 bucks or whatever, it's not like that's he's nothing. lending him like thousands of dollars. It's nothing. You just, yeah. if he was coming to him for like thousands of dollars, then you say no. But that's for 20 different. bucks, you go here, bud. Good luck. Yeah. You, my phone, my door is open. If you need help, yeah. I want help. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all you can do. That yeah. is probably the better approach rather than being like, no, man, you need to get it together. Because then it's like, now not you're for not 20 an approachable bucks. person. No, not for 20 bucks. And he is. Well, he says he's through the program, but he's in the program, it seems. So maybe not. So this is maybe something that he could reach out to for help, I guess, maybe. in the future. Yeah. Rather than shutting the door and being like, nobody. Okay. Well, the whole point like is, it. as a person who is like a sober person or whatever, doing whatever they need to do, you know, yeah. it's that being available is most important. And okay. in the moment... You are, you could be the only person that that addict knows that is not in their addiction, that got out, that got sober, whatever. Yeah. So it's your, as the person who is sober or whatever, you need to think about, or I like to think, I think about, sorry, what kind of example am I setting? as a person out there in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just 20 bucks. Yeah. No, it's a good perspective because my initial reaction is like, no, definitely don't give it to him. But yeah, no, it's 20 bucks. He's not asking me for my lottery winnings. No. For my firstborn child or anything. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's get to this. Oh God. We're, we're almost the there, Brittany. Soon. We're, we're almost there. there. <laughs> we have, I have oh, one thing boy. to mention in this next scene. Yes. Where Booth gets another strike against him. Because Booth and Brennan are walking around the hotel pool area. And they're discussing like what they're going to do, how they're going to infiltrate, get to the fights, blah, blah, blah. They got to figure this out. And Booth wants to dump Brennan. He's like, you can't. He wants a ditcher because he yeah. doesn't want anyone to know that they're with the FBI. Booth is wearing a ridiculous t-shirt, first of all. 
what the hell? Like, I have no idea why. I haven't looked it up. Like, maybe it has some significance. Because it says Guys and Dolls Jr. on it. Yeah. That's not the worst of his outfits. No. <laughs> well, he's not good. It, like, generally. Like, at the beginning of the episode, his jeans are awful. He's wearing another logo t-shirt I wasn't able to read. This one says Guys and Dolls Jr. And there's two women putting sun tanning lotion on, wearing bikinis on the pool deck. And he can barely contain himself. Like, he can barely yeah. hold it together. He's like kind of a perv a little bit in this episode. Like he just can't, like he's like so, uh, he's trying to talk to Brennan, but he's so distracted by the bikini girls. But I thought that he's like obsessed with Brennan usually. So it's like, this is kind of out of character for him. I find it very strange behavior. Yeah, it is definitely weird. But she basically shuts him down and is like, no, this is not happening. We're going to go together. Mm -hmm. like no you're no you're not going by yourself no and oh man oh man oh man we have arrived we have <laughs> arrived we have arrived oh boy so Brennan is getting changed because they are ready to get out on the town and they're gonna pretend to be a couple well we have comments on that and <laughs> They're going to go undercover. They're going undercover. They're, They're going, going undercover. undercover. So Brennan comes out in not a very sexy dress. To I called with. it a terrible Mormon dress and I wrote, yes. no offense, Brittany. <laughs> no offense taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But he's like, no. oh. Like, I actually, I bought you this dress, so everything is fine. All good. Did, wait, did he? Yeah, he bought Yeah, he bought her a dress. Mm -hmm. So that's when he hands it to her. She goes back into the bathroom, changes, comes back out, and she's like, is this outfit okay? <laughs> do I look okay? Does this look all right? How do I like, look now? Yeah, your Come boobs on. look great. Everything's fine. Bought is great. In sit-down fit shape. Yeah. Way to go, Brennan. Yeah. Clearly, you look great. Everything is fine. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Booth uh, is wearing the weirdest outfit ever. It's like he dressed up for like the 50s. <laughs> it's like a 50s gangster look where he's yeah. wearing like the wide like <laughs> trousers. He's got suspenders, a white t shirt. He's got the gold chain. He's like a scene from Goodfellas or something. He even puts the accent on. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, and then this is where Cam gets an unfortunate sideshow to this. Uh, okay. Yes. Tell me more, Kelly. So they're getting ready to go and try to buy those, their way into these fights. They got to get into these underground fights. While they're getting ready in this hotel room, which I also have questions about, the phone rings and it's Cam and Angela calling them with more information. So... Cam and Angela have figured out that Billy's last fight, her opponent was someone who was five foot six and left handed, left handed, and they said her fist was a certain size. Whatever. While Brennan is on the phone with them, Booth zips up the back of her dress, and he says out loud, with his outside voice, full "That's volume. hot." Yeah, full volume. He says, "That's hot." <laughs> 
what is hot is it her ass is it like her back what in particular is so hot no it's this? the sound of him zipping up the dress i'm so 100 percent sure that that's what it is angela is like oh it's hot and she is loving this angela oh, loves us so much cam's reaction and this is where i think I it was so the last her. episode i was going to talk about this that's right i was going to talk about it in the last episode too where she had this moment cam has had a couple of these moments and this is the second one i've noticed where she kind of like it's like a gulp gulp kind of moment yeah. it's like it's like somebody's taking a knife and kind of twisting it in is, her I think stomach even though booth and her are friends with benefits or they were just like sleeping together for fun i think for her it wasn't just fun maybe maybe she had well, a little bit of a thing for him it never it's never good Brittany. like no this is not good none of this is good oh i just feel bad for her because he's so like nonchalant about talking like that's so unprofessional knowing that she's on the phone with her co-workers and being like oh that's hot like previously on squintcast play that's right i was gonna talk about it in the last episode too where she had this moment cam has had a couple of these moments and this is the second one i've noticed where she kind of like it's like a gulp gulp kind of moment yeah. It's like it's like somebody's taking a knife and kind Can of you twisting hear that? it. Oh yeah. Is I think stomach. Even though Booth and her are friends with benefits or they were just like sleeping together for fun. I think for her it wasn't just fun maybe. Maybe she had well, a little bit of a thing for him. It never it's never good, Brittany. Like no. this is not good. None of this is good. Oh, I just feel bad for her because he's so like nonchalant about talking like that's so unprofessional knowing that she's on the phone with her co-workers and being like oh that's hot like <laughs> welcome back <laughs> <laughs> at this so point in the recording my <laughs> kelly's computer died and it was having a heart attack when I plugged it back in and I was trying to convert the recording. It was like, <laughs> and like, it was so hot. And I was like freaking out thinking it was going to explode. And I was like, forget it. Let's just record another day. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. With higher energy levels. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I don't know. I just ate a it's whole be great. chocolate bar. So yeah, Ooh. I'm pretty hyper. <laughs> Where's your mason jar of Coke? I got my I, yeah, Diet I'm Coke drinking right water here. because I just ate a whole chocolate bar. <laughs> you don't want to bounce off the wall tonight? Holy shit. Let's talk about sugar. Mm. I'm just eating a plate of mm. lamb and Ooh. potatoes and green beans. Wow, that's a nice dinner. Good for it you. Nice. Thank you. Mark right. made it. I have to, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. He's a good I'm cook. Gonna... Well, that's important. Well, we basically were talking. We basically finished talking about that scene. It was super unprofessional. Cam is 
Oh, I feel just so bad for her. I agree. I she, agree. But like also, Brennan looks great in that dress. Come on. Also, Wayne's trying to make some commentary. I don't know if you can hear him in the background. He's like, Ugh. oh, what's he saying? <laughs> he agrees. Brennan's hot. He agrees. Brennan's hot. He's such a little. Anyway, we won't sexualize your son right now. <laughs> he did get a haircut, though. He looks great. <laughs> I saw your mother posted some photographs with she her did. grandson. <laughs> I have not posted any because unfortunately don't worry about that who cares well my grandma we were supposed to go for her birthday on saturday but wayne has like a brutal cough and runny nose so we didn't go but then yeah daycare but um we didn't want to like go and spend time with my 84 year old grandma and get her sick but we figured, like, he can go get a haircut. <laughs> you know, my mother's 84. Really? Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Your grandmother's I- 84. My mother is 84. That really tell- that says something, doesn't it? I guess so. I, f- I feel like my grandma, I think my grandma's very young. Like, my dad is 61. Mm-hmm. So she had him when she was only 23. Right. Which is pretty young. Yeah, it is young. My mom had me when she was 35. So, yeah. You know, a little older. It's wild. A little older. Regardless, we have to get to. Yes, sorry. Let's talk. Because (laughs) um, we have a lot to say. Something crazy happens here. There is a switch that gets flipped. And Booth and Brennan, in their. Sunday Vegas Sunday Vegas best end up going to a boxing gym they want to talk to Joe Nolan the former welterweight champ who apparently is organizing these underground fights so they go to his gym Booth is wearing his Italian mafioso outfit from Goodfellas with the matching voice yeah, some he sounds like an, some weird Italian guy. And then um, Brennan's got a little black dress on. They walk into the boxing gym literally all over each other. And he actually slaps her ass at one point. Like, he, like they're yeah. talking like they're together. They're a couple. And he's Tony. His name's Tony. And her name's Roxy. <laughs> and she, like, completely becomes this other character. It's just fucking crazy it's insane but also amazing it's <laughs> so funny but and insane booths are anyway booth starts talking to the gym owner joe nolan brennan's flirting so hard and calling booth tiger tony the tiger and it was making me laugh so hard she's it was like so go funny. ahead tiger yeah, because Joe Nolan was like talking about how Booth, you know, what you oh, you were a boxer. Booth says, Yeah, as a boxer in the army. And then there's everybody thinks like he's a washed up army boxer dude. And he has to like prove that he still has good moves. So Joe challenges him to hit a heavy bag. And I just, because we're in a boxing gym. That's what it's called. Okay. Oh my God. Come on. The bag that hangs that you hit is called a heavy bag. It's called good a heavy bag, dear. Okay. Regardless. Oh, no. This is all the boxing stuff gets in here. And this is where 
I don't think you're going to ask me any questions. I'm just going to tell you. Tell he me hits, everything. Well, he hits this heavy bag, right? And is this proper I form? Just, want to say he's fine he's fine he's a little okay. square and he doesn't have full extension of his punches but that's fine okay he's hitting a heavy bag with nothing on his hands and it's just not something you do i Would mean that hurt yes it 100 percent hurts i don't care who you are i don't care if you're um, mike tyson you still don't do that okay before he hits the heavy bag, as I now yes. know it's called, <laughs> Brennan returns the favor and slaps him on the butt. <laughs> and she's like, go ahead, tiger, slap. <laughs> Show those clowns. <laughs> I died. Oh, my God. She is. It's so funny because she's like a little kitten. She's like, oh, yeah. and she's I'm being Roxy. like really sexy Roxy. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on right now? Oh, my God. Where normally Regardless. she's like, what is, what does it mean to have social interactions? What is heavy bag? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> what is heavy bag? <laughs> so, well, we finally, the, he shows off his skills. Clearly, he's pretty decent. And they kind of flip the the nerd around and say, listen, like, I can, yeah, look, I can fight anywhere that I could fight. Like any, I heard about this underground thing. Um, I don't think he was asking can, to fight. He just really wanted to go to the fights and show his woman okay, a good misunderstood. time. Yeah. So he just wants to go. So they, they're saying like, oh yeah, like I like boxing. Show us the underground action. And at first they're like, mm, no. And after watching this episode a couple times, I didn't notice it the first time. But the second time I noticed that Joe looks to Nick, this army looking dude that's also in the ring. The ring? Is that what the thing? That's okay. what it's called, yeah. The ring. Second guessing myself. And so he looks at Nick and Nick nods at him. So like approvingly, like giving, it's like he's answering to him. And so then he says, okay, for a thousand bucks, I'll give you this number you can call, which we had talked about was the way to get into the underground um, boxing ring fights thing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Booth is like, mm, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And suddenly Brennan is like, hey, I'm Roxy. I have cash in my tits. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. She pulls out like I thought it was two thousand dollars. She pulled out a bunch of cash from her dress and goes, "Here you go." Like I'm, I'm buying my way into the fights. Kind was of thing. it exactly two thousand dollars? Like she just knew she had exactly two grand. I don't know. I don't like know. She, it's wild. It, this could have been a moment. This is a missed opportunity. This could have been hilarious if she was like counting out the money like here you go and then goes to hand it but then is like oh like here's a hundred two hundred three hundred four hundred yeah <laughs> but thousand. we know brandon has no concept of money like we've already no. talked about this true she might have given more money even <laughs> she doesn't yeah, care she's like it's it. seven thousand dollars who cares oh my god so they after call him a kept man, but anyway. Yeah, yes. I know. They called Tony the Tiger a kept man because he has this woman paying for everything. So back in the car, Booth and uh, Brennan have left the gym, and he's absolutely blown away by her portrayal of this woman named Roxy that she's invented. 
And then Brennan says she was inspired by an actress by the name of Clara Bow, who is a silent film actress. <laughs> I'll just show you a picture of Clara Bow. Here's Clara Bow. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, Clara Bow is a. Who's the uh, Canadian silent film actress? Mary Pickford. That was her name. She was a big star in Hollywood in the 20s as well. But they're all very similar, like mm, very dramatic, beautiful like women. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so she admits to Booth that she went, she couldn't sleep the night before, and uh, she went downstairs and played crap. She went down and played crap on the uh, casino floor. Not craps, just crap. And he has to correct her, of course. She's, it's <laughs> craps. And she won a bunch of money. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> about brennan gambling it's not good no she's gambling she like talks about like beginner's luck she talks yeah. about jinxes like she's talking yeah. about things that you never hear her talk about ever right like, she would never believe in these things normally but she's like <laughs> she tells or booth tells her like oh like i can't believe your beginner's luck is this good and she's like don't say that you're gonna jinx me <laughs> like what uh, oh oh my god can we talk about the next scene because sure <laughs> go for it uh, okay we're back at the lab hodgins listen Zach. oh my god <laughs> no i'll just i'll say this they no, go back tell to me. the lab it's zach and hodgins and they're going to conduct this experiment and i wrote in my notes who cares no one cares about this experiment because of what actually happens so go yeah oh i don't even know i didn't even write down what the experiment no, was to be honest. Me but zach and hodgins get into this like conversation because like this pretty heated heated in quotes conversation is hodgins is like discovering that zach has never thrown a punch has never gotten in a fight mm -hmm. if he never gets in a fight i would be very happy I don't think that this is a rite of passage for men, as mm. Hodgins is implying, but that's fine. Um, Hodgins figures this out. Brittany, I hate to, to try to I rile hate to him break up. it to you. I no, is he going to get a punch? It's unavoidable. Absolutely. No. The world is a terrible place. Okay, I'm going to put him into boxing. Terrible people. <laughs> Send him to me. We'll go to Cabbage Town. He'll okay. be fine. Perfect. Okay, thank you. Well, Hodgins is not okay with this. And he wants him to get angry. So he is pushing at all of his buttons. Mm. He calls him a Vulcan because he is dull. He tells him that he's just a second-rate grad student, which is like, oh, that's like oh. next level. Because yeah. Zach thinks he's the bee's knees. And the best grad student who's ever been at the Jeffersonian. Um, which at one point, like many, many episodes ago, there was Goodman was saying that they were trying to light a fire on him. Trying to get rid of him. PhD. But anyway, yeah. uh, Hodgins calls him a poser, that he has no drive in life, no passion. Mm. And then Zach out of nowhere, not really out of nowhere, punches Hodgins in the face. Yes. And Hodgins is very proud of him <laughs> <laughs> but like we realize very quickly because zach tells us 
that the only reason he did it is because he wanted Hodgins to shut up. He's like, <laughs> I just figured it was the fastest way for this conversation to be over. So, uh, and we, and then he like, he's like, thank you very much. Have we, have the chemicals been extracted from these beetles yet? <laughs> just move on. <laughs> I love that, Zach. The thing that makes him so angry is Hodgins dissing his education. Like, it's, oh that's the thing that makes him so angry. Your second rate grad student. Oh yeah, you want to punch in the face? Don't you dare insult me about my education. <laughs> but call him a Vulcan. He doesn't care. Or like doesn't care tell him about his physical oh, yeah. appearance. Nothing. But no, don't insult nothing. his education. Yeah. Don't exactly. insult my PhD. Oh my god. Well, yeah. <sighs> we get we end up at the underground fight club. Booth and Brennan are there. And mm -hmm. long story short, Booth gets punched in the face. By one of the fighters right i'm surprised like this is like bare knuckle fighting a b even underground fight clubs i think they use like hand wraps or something because you would hope you would just uh, your hands would be destroyed absolutely oh, yeah. destroyed and there's a referee which i was surprised Seems by odd that for <laughs> yeah, for an underground fight club where presumably this victim may have died yeah at but you're right. This guy kind of like finishes a fight, wins, and sort of ponies up to Booth and gives him like a lot of attitude. And Booth's giving this guy an attitude. Like just this, they're being like really alpha. Oh, very much. It's like a little and, cock fight kind of like. Yeah. And the fighter just punches <laughs> Booth in the face because he's like, what are you looking at? He's like, not much. And he's like, boom. <laughs> boom. Right in the face. So we have two back-to-back -back punches. Yeah. Although we find out quickly. Turns out mm. this dude who was a fighter in the underground fight ring thing. I need to come up with a better phrase. I keep calling it the <laughs> ring thing. Um, is actually a federal agent. So this is federal agent Walt Sugarman. What a great name. What a great name. If Mark and I have another boy in down the road when we have another baby in the distant future, yes. we want to call him Walter. We've already Walter, decided. Wayne and Walter. Love the name. Wayne and Walter. Anyway. I Side will note. have to ask you about that one day. These names. We will talk. <laughs> um, the names of geriatric men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sorry. So we end up in this hotel room, and Brennan is holding an ice pack on Boo's head. Mm -hmm. And basically, this agent didn't want his cover blown because they knew each that he knew that Booth knew him. You would think that he would trust him enough to not be like, hey, federal agent, Walt Sugarman, how's it going? <laughs> but I guess. You never know. Fine. You never yeah. know. No one, be... no one seems to know that Booth is doing this secret yeah. undercover operation. So true. Yeah, this guy's been undercover for quite a while. He's been trying to figure out sort of like the bigger players in this um 800 number underground fight ring right hasn't really gotten far but is able to give some information on the people that mm. booth and brennan are currently investigating so it turns out joe they think is a he, he thinks joe is a low-level guy um just one of the guys that sells the 800 numbers basically to get people there um they also ask about this lady that they had seen because remember there was a girl, they they are thinking the person who last fought with the victim 
was five, six and left-handed is this Latina woman. Mm -hmm. So they ask about her and they find out that her name is Marisol. Um, She was undefeated until the victim came along. Uh, Four to one odds on that bite. So now they're thinking, okay, one second, maybe that's what got the victim killed because maybe she bet on herself. Mm. Four to one odds. She borrowed $8,000. She'd be making pretty decent money off of that. Yes. Um, yeah. So then we get into a very bad idea. <laughs> First of all, I just want to mention our yes. favorite agent Zhang is also present in this meeting. Yes. Yes. And Brandon makes a comment to Booth that she goes, is there anyone in Vegas you don't know? Because he seems to know all these people in Vegas. So once they figure out that... um. What is the victim's name again? Billy. Billy. Probably bet on herself. They need to get further sort of involved and they want Sugarman to be their go-to guy. But then Sugarman says he's out. Like he's basically so injured (laughs) that he's going to, if he loses another fight, he's going to be out of the rotation and he won't have access to the inside people anymore and then this is where the bad idea comes in because brennan pipes in and says oh booth booth can fight booth can fight tony the tiger (sighs) he can fight oh boy is the thinking is that if he fights him so if booth can fight sugarman and throw the fight then Sugarman can stay in the rotation because he'll have won a fight and so he'll end up back in it and then he'll have like a couple more he can lose before he gets kicked out. Also, it would buy him time to heal. Basically. Still a bad idea. Such a bad idea. <laughs> so bad. So while this conversation is happening, Brennan gets a call from Hodgins. Hodgins finds out that there's a link between Billy and um, Mason. Is that his name? Mason's cases. Yes. And it has something to do with pine oil and knowing yep. they don't really know exactly what that means, but I wrote down in my notes and I don't know why, cause I made these notes ages ago and it says Brennan is gorgeous. So I think there's a scene here where she, she looks, looks great, so beautiful. Even in this scene, she looks fab. She looks great. Ugh. The whole episode, she looks great. She always does. She's so beautiful. That pine oil, hmm. this is, I think they sort of tie in here where they think that the the tie between the two victims is that p- that pineal resin is also used to, to treat the same skin condition uh, as the cortisone that was found on the other body. Okay. So presumably there is one person that killed both these people, but they were using cortisone 15 years ago or not 15, uh, a few five. years ago. Yeah, not fifteen. I know. A few years ago, when it's the like first when we last recorded, killed. it was fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago when we last recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so a few years ago, when that person was killed, the, the treatment would have been cortisone, but now they're using po- uh, pine oil resin. Is the thinking mm-hmm. like that? Maybe they're maybe it was the same person who killed these two people. But we will see if that is we the case. See. We shall see. We will see. So then we go back to the gym and Booth buys into the fight club. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to mention that there are these transitions like directorially or filmically 
where they put poker chips between the scenes. So they like throw poker chips onto the screen and they sweep by and it goes to the it's next. It's so cool. It is pretty cool. I think especially when they're going to the casino, like, mm. like it's like this, like poker, this like gambling little <laughs> gambling array. And then it's like, <laughs> boom, we're in the casino, <laughs> which is so cool. So Brennan's at the, sitting at the craps table yeah. after they've been told that, that, Booth is able to get in on a fight. Hmm. Oops, I just hit my microphone. Um, <laughs> I'm just swinging my hands around over here. Hmm. So, yeah, so Brennan is sitting at this table. Wearing um, a red dress, looking so gorgeous. Looking gorgeous. And Booth is like, okay, like, we need to get going. Come on. <laughs> he shows up but- wearing his guiabera, which is like a cuban style kind of shirt i love those shirts so much they look great but like he's showing up they're like in their personas yeah in a location where they've identified themselves by their actual person like by their actual selves yeah so i thought that was weird so they're at the table she's at the table boost like let's get the hell out of here over yonder we got Agent Zhang interviewing Marisol, Billy's yeah. last opponent, on the casino floor. So they're like watching this interview happen. Yeah, you're right. It's like really, you guys aren't very good at this, like no. this undercover stuff. Not keeping any secrets whatsoever. But they do, they do introduce something really cool here, which I did not know existed. Mm. which is the concept of a live autopsy. So yes. they want to bring Marisol, that 5'6", Latina, left-handed fighter, back to the Jeffersonian Yes, from Vegas. Like, I guess you're getting a free flight. <laughs> anyway, she's being transported somehow there. Um, and they're going to use thermal imaging programs with this autopsy to reconstruct what the moves would have been on billy during their Mm -hmm. fight yes i don't know if she actually has an option well yeah they're kind of forcing her to because they're saying you do this or we're going to charge you with like manslaughter Mm -hmm. or something to avoid manslaughter charges and to get more information from her about the underground organizers they're giving her this option to go get scanned it's this is brennan's brilliant idea she calls she says to uh booth i can call the squints she calls them squints first of all she never does it never does. And then uh, Booth, in order to get her to, you know, force her to do this, Booth says he knows a very understanding judge in Vegas. And Brennan says, of course you do. Like, of course, you know. And then he else. winks at her. I know. I was like, what is happening right now? I love it so much. Get a room. <laughs> but they don't do tell have him. a room, but we're going to talk about that, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We'll circle back that oh my god which when we talk about the next episode we need to circle back to this episode i know because <laughs> there's a scene in the next episode that i was like what oh <laughs> oh okay okay 
I'm looking forward to that conversation. Anyway, next. (laughs) We're going to get there. Where are we? Oh, we have the scene where Marisol goes to the Jeffersonian. So she flies up to Washington from Vegas. I wonder how long that flight is. I know. She has a real sour attitude towards Cam. And Cam is not going to take it. She's like, I'm from New York. Don't mess with me. She (laughs) says, I'm going to kick your skinny ass. Like, whoa. (laughs) Is that appropriate? Honey, simmer down. Simmer down. I'm from the Bronx. You don't scare me, which I was like, damn, Cam. Okay. Get it. Yeah. Like really like matter of fact. Um, and then she seems like such a sweet girl after that. (laughs) After that. Yeah. Angela, Zach and Hodgins are very nice to her. Very polite. They explain to her everything that's going to happen. Yeah. And apparently the scanner is going to show where her most recent injuries were so that they can reconstruct that last fight with Billy. It's so cool that they can It do is that. pretty cool. I thought it was so sweet. Zach, I, I'd like an I'd like this autopsy done on my body right now. Same. I, I want them pain. to go, yes, your your hormones are fucked. That's why you have so much pain. Uh, you're inflamed here <laughs> because of this. Look at this thing with your spine. Oh my god, your shoulder. Ah, oh, it would make me feel so validated. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm with you on that. Where are we? We're oh back at the God, underground yeah, no, I... fights. Booth is ready to go on. <laughs> but then there's some mess up with the card and the guy that he's supposed to fight, which is the agent Sugarman. I love his name so much. Uh, he gets pulled at the last minute and they make, they make Booth fight this giant, huge guy's monster named Monroe comes out. He's got to have at least a foot on Booth, at least. Oh, my God. What was, what did, they didn't actually know his name was just Monroe. They didn't have yeah. like a, the no, destroyer have like a or something fancy. <laughs> yeah. No, Brittany, it's not wrestling. Okay. It's sorry. Boxing. <laughs> I was hoping for Monroe, the destroyer not of worlds. <laughs> not everybody has a nickname. I no. mean, they do, they do, but they don't, you know what I mean? It's not like, what's wrestling. your nickname? Oh, we had all kinds. We joked around about them. Like Mr. Nice Guy. Okay. That kind of thing. Because I'm be like, oh, sorry, sorry, are you okay? I'm sorry. Are you all right? <laughs> Kelly Here. the Canadian. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, did I hurt you? Oh, sorry. Did, can you get up? <laughs> Oops. Oops. Sorry. Sorry. Oopsies. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my, oh, my God. Um, yeah, we're a little bit worried about him fighting. This, this is terrible. Terrible. It's definitely not good. No. Um, Monroe obviously throws the first punch. And then I thought this next scene was directed so brilliantly. Hmm. So this fight has started. At the same time, mm-hmm. we have Marisol's live autopsy happening. Yeah. And they're figuring out what fight moves would have happened during um Marisol and Billy's fight as the fight is going on with Monroe and Booth or sorry yes. Tony the Tiger Tony the Tiger so they get Tony they cut the back and forth to so like describing Billy and Marisol's fight while Marisol is standing there yeah and uh yeah so they cut back and forth between the Monroe and Tiger fight Tony the Tiger fight and Marisol's fight with uh, Billy that's being animated, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, they're animating it on. It looks like they're doing it on the Angelator. Uh-huh. It's really, really cool. Like, they're kind of drawing parallels almost. It's well they, done. There's a lot of flashy things about the direction in this episode. I felt like, yeah, a lot of choices, a lot of flashy things. That yeah. Happened. And this is I, one of them. The story was weird, but this, like, but the directing was fantastic. They figure out. So two things happen. The first is Brennan helps Tony the Tiger out quite a bit and notices yeah. as he's moving, notices as Monroe is moving around that he has an injury that they can use to their advantage. <laughs> um, so he tells, so she starts telling Booth this like yelling it to him but doesn't explain it in layman's terms is like he can't extend his arm because his quadratus lumborum is like i know lacking range of motion and he's like what the like where am i supposed to hit him so uh, he finally hits him above the right kidney and this guy just goes down like he does not do well it was the perfect spot to hit him so booth dominates him even though his odds were probably very very low and now we find out that Billy had actually won Marisol's fight, the fight with Marisol. Mm -hmm. So those four to one odds are looking pretty good for someone who may have bet against themselves for eight grand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, but, so these two mm -hmm. things happen. But now, as they're finishing watching the fight with Marisol and Billy, they Cam, Zach, and Angela all start commenting on, I can't believe we missed that. Wow, I can't believe we missed this. Something that happens at the very end of the fight. And that is that they missed a specific injury. And that injury was that there was a fatal blow that was obscured by the other injuries that she was actually hit with the same baseball bat as the federal prosecutor was Mm-hmm. Which so, is wild. They were right. These two people were killed by the same person. And holy shit. <laughs> wild. It seemed kind of far-fetched, but this whole episode is a little far-fetched, so that's fine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you want to talk about Angela and Marisol? Yeah, so back at the Jeffersonian, uh, Marisol's getting dressed and she's Angela's talking to her. And I have to say, Angela has a very soft touch, you know, with people. She's very good at like sort of getting right to the core of things. And she asks Marisol why she fights. And I just made a note here that Marisol mentions that she gets like a thousand bucks or something for a fight. And yeah. I just wanted to say that's pretty good, actually, for an that's underground fight. Not bad. Because, like, some pros go out and they make, I'd say, maybe 3000 anywhere from three oh, really? to five. Wow. And that's, like, mind you, 1000 bucks for an underground bare-knuckle fight's, like, it's more risky physically. And how often can you do those fights? Because you probably yeah. have to be able to, you have to, you have heal, to heal in between. Exactly. Oh, but it was so um, sad because she was saying that she yes. fights because Angela's like, why are you like, that's nice that you're, that you're making this money, but like, why, like, why are you doing this? And why aren't you, why did you not give us this? He, she tells her, 
mm-hmm. that some guys had picked up Billy after the fight. Yeah. That didn't look so happy. And she's like, okay, first of all, why are you fighting? This is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Also, second, yes. why did you not share this information with the police? Mm. And she kind of Marisol gives like the kind of like the typical sob story, which you do feel pretty bad for her. Yeah. She has a daughter who lives with her mom and she doesn't want the people who run the ring to find out that she was brought to the FBI or brought to the Jeffersonian or whatever. Right. And she also doesn't want to stir any pot. Like she doesn't want, she didn't want to reach out to the police because she doesn't want to get herself in trouble and end up in a van. That and she does mention too in conversation that fighters, like you were saying, fighters do bet on themselves and you're allowed to do that to some degree, apparently, by the bookies or the people who organize it. They allow you to do that, but you don't do it too much. You don't want to get greedy. She says, oh, you don't get greedy, you can get an extra taste. So you make a thousand dollars plus whatever the winnings are if you bet on yourself. Yeah. Right. But if you bet eight thousand dollars, then maybe that's a little bit much. What are those? What would she come up with? Thirty. 30,000 or something if that what you're saying yeah if it's four to one odds she would be 32,000 ahead so she'd right yeah she'd end up with 40 but she'd have had to spend eight I'll just say this this is not a good advertisement for Vegas this episode does not make Vegas attractive (laughs) at all and especially to live there you do not want to live in Vegas it sounds like absolute hell everybody gets into organized crime they're either doing sex work or they're doing underground fighting or they're the gambling addicts and they owe a loan shark or a bookie or they owe like it just sounds absolutely terrible it sounds like kind of a scummy place (laughs) awful I mean, there's those places everywhere. Everywhere you go in the world, there's a there's always that element. And if you get involved, you're you're it's for life. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It's like uh what was it? Somebody I knew who was in the program said once to me how it would be so easy to start selling drugs again and make like a ton of money. But the problem is, and this is why we watch these shows and they're so fascinating, is we learn all the time that crime does not pay. And it's like it's not freedom. It's not freedom. No. Because you are never free when you do this kind of thing. There's a show called The Outlaws. I may have talked about it on here before. I think so, yeah. Isn't that that um, comedy with uh, Stephen Merchant and Christopher Walken and all that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic show. Crime does not pay. That's all. <laughs> anyway. Such a good show. On. Moving on. What do we got? We got Angela talking oh. to Brendan. Yep. And uh, this, this is so, I just want to, I'll let you go, I promise. But I just No, please, really you funny. tell me. Well, there's... Booth and Brennan are sitting at a bar, some random bar in Vegas, after the fight that he won randomly because she told him where to punch the guy. She's talking, Brennan's talking to Angela. Angela's communicating what Marisol said. And Booth is sitting there, like, covered in blood at the bar. He doesn't look so good. (laughs) And I'm like, way to keep it underground, guys. Like, does no one pay attention that there's a guy sitting at the bar covered in blood? (laughs) He should have at least cleaned himself. Another up. reason Vegas is terrible is that nobody gives a shit that there's a guy sitting at the bar <laughs> covered in no blood. No one comments. Everyone no one just walks by like it's They're like, yeah, it's totally another normal. day. <laughs> <laughs> just another day. Did he get beat up by a loan shark? 
All right. Did so. he get beat up by his drug dealer? Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Is- but we find out. Yes. Brennan. So Billy bet on herself. So she decided that she was going to bet on Booth. Mm-hmm. With that Nick guy, the one that had nodded to Joe. Yes. At the gym. There were two reasons she decided to do it. First, the odds were really, really bad. <laughs> it was uh, 20 to 1. So even yeah. worse than Billy. Billy was 4 to 1. So this is 20 to 1. It's a lot of money. And the second reason is she rationalizes if Nick pays him, if Nick pays them, sorry, that eliminates him as a suspect. If he doesn't pay them, though, it might not prove that he killed Billy, but it'll be a pretty good indicator that he's he involved in some yeah. problem here. <clears throat> so then they are off to go see Nick and collect the winnings and surprise, surprise. He thinks, first of all, that he is not going to pay Brennan. Mm-hmm. So option two is happening. And second of all, mm-hmm. he wants Booth to start fighting for him. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, that's nice that you uh, won this fight. That's nice that you think that you can make this bet, which she bet $1,000 on him. So I guess that she's rich, but that's fine. We already knew that. Yeah, 1000 bucks is nothing. Plus, what's that, the $20,000 payout? I just want to say that Booth is really impressed about how smart she was by doing that. But also I was like, this is really dangerous. Like I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not great. Maybe you should have run it by <clears throat> Booth, but maybe it would have been too much pressure on him, but also not a great idea. Yeah. But like also a good idea, but also not good. She also takes the time during this scene to clarify that they're not married and not even engaged <laughs> because... He's basically saying, like, yeah, you didn't bet on yourself, but it applies to spouses, too. So your spouse tried to bet on you, and I'm sorry, we don't do that here. Ultimately, he -hmm. says, you know what? Think about what I said. Why don't we let Joe escort you safely back to your hotel and think about it for a day or two, and we'll come and get you for your next fight at that point. Think about it. Nice try. They're going to just come and get him. And he just says, like, okay, get out of here. Anyway, so they're going back to the hotel. (laughs) They're following Joe Nolan. Brennan notices that Joe is scratching his arm. She notices him scratching. And then Brennan's like, hey, what's going on with that guy? He's got, like, some kind of rash or something. And she starts talking about the pine oil and the cortisone and creams and all these things, right? And Joe hears her talking science talk. When she's been Roxy this whole time. And he turns around and he's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I thought you were And Roxy. it comes out <laughs> very quickly. It comes out very oh, yeah, quickly that uh, Booth's an FBI agent. He identifies himself pretty much right away. And they're basically talking to Joe about his situation. And Joe turns out. I want to know where Nick is in this scenario because they're standing like not too far from where they were two minutes ago. Yeah. But Joe is quite forthcoming with uh, Booth about him 
how he's basically trapped in hell because yeah. he threw a, he threw some fights like when he was a professional and he became sort of what's the word i'm looking for tied to nick and his father whose yeah. name is sweet pete they're these big guys in this kind of world in vegas and joe's like basically stuck in trapped in hell because of them because of yeah. these fights he threw at the end of his career and then he admits to burying the bodies in the desert. He, he does not admit to killing them, but he admits to yeah. burying them, which I'm like, he's just standing in the middle of the street in this parking lot or whatever. And he's admitting to all this stuff. Like, Couldn't I know it's the Nick end of the episode, but it's there, like, like any second. He's like really forthcoming. And I think it's just like, and I appreciate, okay, it is the end of the episode and something has to wrap up. I appreciate that. But I think Joe is like just tired of this lifestyle and yeah. wants to get out. He just hates that, it so much. And he's like realized that he's made so many mistakes. Yes. He's like done all this horrible stuff and this is his out. Like, yeah, yeah, he might end up serving some time for it, but like, holy shit. There's an FBI well, he feels, agent yeah, that Joe he can feels confide terrible in. about Billy dying because he brought her into the fight club. He thought it would be good yeah. for her to make some money. And she died and he feels terrible about it. And he Booth wants Nolan, this guy Joe, to testify. And <laughs> I guess he agrees. Like, Oh my God. He's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and like, uh, wow. yeah, a bunch of his friends also disappeared. So, you know. This sweet peak guy is going down. Yes. I just, I hadn't picked up when I first watched this episode that he, that Joe looked to Nick during that scene, that initial uh, scene at the boxing club. And then when I watched it again with this context, knowing that Nick was sort of like the brains behind the operation, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. That makes sense that he'd be looking right. to like, is it okay if I give them the 800 number? Like, be good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it seems that he agreed to testify because the next scene, we've got Booth and Brennan in one hotel room watching the news together. Bouncy and apparently, hello. Sweet Pete and Nick were both arrested for all yep. these crimes and being part of this ring, blah, blah, blah. My question is, did they share a hotel room? My guess is yes, because she was getting ready in whose hotel room. I'm the confused by this because she's packing her stuff, but his stuff isn't there. Oh, maybe they didn't then. Maybe they just maybe he spent already time took together. it down to the car and then he met her in her room. You know what? No, that must be the case because remember she was saying that she couldn't sleep that one night, and so she went and gambled. Yeah, she he would have known that she that she left. Okay. Question answered. Yeah, I think that they would have had to be in different But rooms. I was very curious because I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Where, where's Cam? Hashtag where's Cam? Hashtag Cam doesn't need to know. Ugh. All right. So we or have hashtag to have that's our... hot. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> hashtag that's hot. You know what? I'm going to write that down. Um, <laughs> then we have to have our sweet moment between Booth and Brennan. Oh. Yeah, I guess so. So basically, what do you Brennan, mean you guess so. You should be all on board for this. <sighs> I'm just like, what? what? 
I want Brennan and Booth to get together so badly, but it's just taking too long. <laughs> Honey, we got a ways to go. We, we got, got many, many go. seasons. <laughs> okay. No, it is very cute. So Brennan basically tells him that she figured out that if she bet on him, that she, that there was no way he could lose because she has beginner's luck. It was just a really sweet moment between the two of them because Booth is like, okay, that's actually kind of nice that you did that for me. I know, right? And then they kind of stare at each other for a few moments. Yeah, they do. Probably too close. And then to, they leave. Probably too close to each other too. Way too close. And then close. they leave the hotel room together and it's the end of the show. Ta-da! Ta-da! What'd you think? It was great. It's a silly episode. Doesn't really get us much further. Kind of reminds us that Booth has a gambling addiction. Which doesn't come up again for a little while, but it sets the tone. You can cut this out. It sets the tone. It comes up again. And this is a catalyst. This episode. Honey, this would plant a seed so far into his brain being there and being like stimulated and overwhelmed and everything like it would just be so hard it would be so oh, yeah. he would carry that with him like he would go back home and he would think about it and think about it and th- because that's what addiction is it's an obsession so he yeah. would just be obsessed with this idea like of doing it like i i can imagine it being very very bad for him he needs to I- go to a meeting <laughs> oh for sure he has already been through the program though remember Mm, no such thing no that's not how it goes i've learned i just yes well (laughs) slowly i know i'm trying to (laughs) share my experience anyway i'm not the boss of uh, the whole thing i'm just saying in my experience that's no it's it's good to know i when because when he said that i didn't really think anything of it but it's interesting to know or to learn a little bit more Mm -hmm. but he definitely needs to do more than he's doing currently Mm it seems mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i thought it was a really mm-hmm. cute episode lots of booth and brennan chemistry too much maybe considering we thought that something was going on with cam we're gonna talk about that later i'm looking at um, Brittany. nobody can see me but i'm just like <laughs> hashtag where's cam exactly we're gonna talk about that again we're gonna later. talk about that soon but yes i will what did you think Oh, I'll just mention the director was a woman. Ooh, okay. Named Kate Woods, and she's Australian, and she's a very busy woman. Oh my God, she's so busy. She is directing she done? so much stuff. She has seventy-four credits to her name as a as a director. She's done everything: Law and Order, wow. Umbrella Academy. Oh, I love um, that show. Bosch. The Lost Symbol, which was uh, like the Dan Brown kind of adaptation. Okay. I'm looking through here. She's got tons and tons of all Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Once Upon a Time, um, like one episode here, two episodes there. This dr- drama called Rectify. Oh, Castle! She did five episodes of Castle. Love that show. 
She also did As you Rizzoli know. and Isles. You ever watch Rizzoli and Isles? I've heard of the show. I know who's in it, but I have never watched it. I'm just... I watched it. It's pure trash, but it's great. Okay. And she did eight episodes of Bones. Oh, is this the first of them? This is the first one. Okay. Kate, Kate we look we forward go. to this. You're very flashy, Kate. I really liked the directing of this episode for sure. I did too. I think Booth could have lost his accent as Tony. Uh, God. It was a little much, but otherwise the yeah. episode was great. Love that Hodgins got punched in the face. Hodgins? Oh my God. She does. Uh, sorry. She directs in season five six seven eight and nine so she has one episode for each of those seasons isn't that cool oh oh i no, always just... find it so interesting that it's not three the same director season eight well this is a long-running series man and it wouldn't like surprise it makes sense. me of course it wouldn't surprise me if like the actors also like you know they always the actors like to direct as well so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if david does one emily does one you know tj does one uh, i'm Michaela. curious who will who from the cast will direct the first episode who do you think it's gonna be i probably david probably because you know why he's a man all right anyway okay yeah uh, regardless it was a bottle episode it was super fun but very weird in context with all the rest of the season so far yes. and especially with to, the next episode like to 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 wedge this weird fun light yeah. i can appreciate why they did this because yes, of the next especially episode. yes <laughs> But it was weird. It was weird to see Brennan all of a sudden, like, they're just totally playing these parts. And I didn't know Brennan. Brennan, the character, was able to play this character. It was very... Emily Deschanel, yes, of course she can play a character. Yeah. But it was out of character for this character. <laughs> oh, yeah. For Brennan, who's supposed to be this, like, woman who has no social skills whatsoever... For her yeah. to suddenly be able to like be slapping Booth's ass and like push it, putting dollar bills in her bra, <laughs> a little uh, of a far leap, but that's okay. I liked it anyway. It's okay. It's totally fine. And we really, I I don't have much else to say about it. I'll just uh, thank everyone for listening to this episode of Squint Squintcast. <laughs> that was not bad. <laughs> We're going to nail it one day. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time.
Ganz 